0: And welcome to The Schism. This podcast is all about critical thinking, dot connecting, the nature of reality, and trying to uncover the truth about the world we live in, society, who we are, and where we come from. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Schism. Today I'm joined by my co-host, Adam. Hello, everyone. And today's episode is all about the death of celebrity.
1: Yes, they're going down.
0: We're going to talk about how the masses are finally waking up to the truth that Hollywood is a cesspit of lies, corruption and exploitation. And celebrities and the rich and famous are not the same as us, not just in terms of their status and privilege, but in their morals and conduct and their humanity, really. <laughs> They're a bunch of wrong basically. In a nutshell. And I think people are slowly waking up to that fact. Now, we've talked about the dark side of Hollywood before in our previous episode Dark Hollywood, the clue's in the name. But we were inspired to do another episode on the death of celebrity after Will Smith's latest stunt at the Oscars, which is a recent lowest of the low for celebrities in Hollywood. And notice how I said recent. (laughs) Because it's pretty consistent. Yeah. Yeah, so we both said that if it wasn't for our mate sending us the clips the day after it happened, we wouldn't have even known that the Oscars was on. And that was something that I saw echoed on social media everywhere. People were saying, if it wasn't for this,
1: I, I wouldn't have even known that it happened. Yeah, I think every video you possibly saw on YouTube or whatever sort of social network channel, the main comment was, "Did you know the Oscars were on? And in
0: the current era, it's not really surprising. Like, who really wants to see a bunch of millionaire actors well, I was about to say patting each other on the back, like masturbating each other, let's say. (laughs) Under the (laughs) tables. (laughs) You know, giving each other like golden awards and walking on the red carpet at the most over-the-top, glamorous, self-indulgent night imaginable. While... The rest of the world's in recession. Yeah, right. Businesses are dying. Yeah, the pandemic's still in motion. The conflict in Ukraine's happening. World War III's around the corner. I mean, it's not really the one, (laughs) is it? And here we are toasting the Oscars. Yeah, I mean, it's less relevant than ever. Last year's Oscars apparently had the lowest ratings ever. They, they did, yes. And I heard Russell Brand the other day call it a festival of meaninglessness or something to that effect. And, you know, he's he's been to the Oscars in person. Yeah, so. yeah. if you're going to trust anyone's view, let's yeah. t- take it with someone who's been on the red carpet. So yeah. yeah, and, you know, that is what it kind of feels like now. And when you look at, say, the Golden Globes, for example, they've had Ricky Gervais on for the last... Five years in a row. So obviously they've got him on to like spice things up a little bit. He's a controversial celebrity that's going to tell risky jokes and he's going to roast the celebrities. You know, the ratings were so down, they figured, well, the only way we're going to get people to tune in is to have a controversial comedian having a good old roast. Yeah. And there's already a show called Roast or Celebrity Roast. They the, The Roast of Charlie Sheen, the Roast of Justin Bieber. And they have these celebrities on and it's usually after they've done something wrong, like there's been some controversy about them and it'll be like a type of sort of retribution. They go on the show, people roast them and it's kind of like, you know, justice sort of thing. Oh, we're, we're, we're going to assassinate their character, tear them to bits. to bits. yeah. It's a humiliation ritual that they have to go through to then get back in the good books of the public kind you, of thing.
1: Yeah, it's almost like paying for your crimes. Yeah. You, you likened it to back in the day in the stockades when they used to throw fruit and veg at people.
0: Yeah, I right. Think. They used to put people in stocks and, like, humiliate them by throwing rotten fruit and veg at them. I mean, we haven't changed that much,
1: have we, really? Clearly not. No. Although one thing we must have changed is the definition of roast. Because I swear, mate, when we were growing up, if you talked about you'd roasted someone, it meant that's something completely
0: different. I mean, the roast of Justin Bieber sounds like a porno that I don't want to watch. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, it is a humiliation ritual. And it is very... There's something very medieval about it. We, like actually compared it, didn't we, to the uh, Cersei Walk of Shame in Game of Thrones. Shame, 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 where she's walking naked through the streets. Oh, yeah, Lena Headley. Mm. You would have liked to be in front row for that. Well, you
1: were front row, but you weren't in the crowd. <laughs> the pillow was on my lap that night. <laughs> what What would you have thrown at her? <laughs> what was between my legs?
0: <laughs> but yeah, like that scene, I think everyone can remember it. You definitely do. <laughs> yeah. Where she was walking naked through the streets and people were hurling abuse at yes, her I, uh, as well as, you know, rock ooh, fruit and veg for, or was she like, spitting yeah. at her. But they were mainly hurling
1: abuse. Yeah, they were. It was it was to it was to break her character down after she had confessed her crime of sleeping with her brother. So it was like shame, you know, you dirty wench. Shame, 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 shame. <laughs> These celebrity roastings, they're not far off that.
0: Like they might as well have the audience all chanting, Shame, shame, shame. Yeah. It would make it,
1: make it better. Go full ritual with it, you know? Well, we, even we said, like, when they have them on the shows, it's like the roast of Charlie Sheen, but there's all other people there that have had the like, piss ripped out of them the week before. Or yeah, right, time, you yeah. You know what I mean? So it is quite ritual. I've had my reckoning already. The, 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 now it's your turn to be flogged.
0: <laughs> the roasting of Cersei Lannister.
1: Hmm. A porno I would want to watch. Okay, okay.
0: No, but back to Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globes. He really was, like, roasting these celebs. I mean, he was telling, like, really risque jokes. The last one he did was brilliant. Yeah. Brutal. Brutal. He was even making jokes about them being friends with the likes of Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. And and, and even Epstein. I mean, there was a joke where he was talking about Afterlife, his show, oh, yeah. saying, oh, spoiler, you know, he obviously doesn't kill himself at the end because there's a series two. bit like Epstein. True. And he says, what? I know he was your friend. You had to make your way here, didn't you, in your own play? <laughs> yeah. And then like people all looking at each other and, and you're watching them squirm. Yeah. And as an audience member, you're there thinking, ha ha, yeah, look at them squirming kind of thing. But what, what are you partaking in? And the fact that he's telling these jokes and people are awkwardly squirming and stuff, I mean, they did know this guy. Yeah, they did. And really, OK, it's a funny joke, but... There's nothing funny about it. I mean, especially
1: in the likes of Weinstein, if you've worked with him on a film or something, you're one of those people in the audience who actually yeah. actively worked with the guy.
0: Yeah, right. I mean.
1: and, and and in previous Oscars have
0: openly thanked Weinstein. And if you go back, there's actually Oscar acceptance speeches where people say, oh, Weinstein, you know, like and they're sort of making jokes about how pushy he is. And oh, yeah, he was how, pushy. <laughs> how he's a bit of a monster and... The Punisher, or whatever. Pun- One of them's got a nickname for him, like that. It's, it's kind of bizarre. Like they all knew. It's a bit like the Jimmy Savile yeah. thing in the UK. Everyone knew, and it goes deeper than that as well. Where this idea of the casting couch is just like, well, that's just that's just how things are. It's in Hollywood. Not not who you not know, who you blow. <laughs> exactly. So it, it, it's 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 almost this accepted. Well, that's just how things are. Yeah, and they were all friends with Weinstein they knew what was going on there the same with Epstein to the point where it can be made as a joke at the Oscars and everyone laughs because everyone knows what he's talking about but what has come of that now post that obviously we've had the whole trials Epstein yeah. who killed himself <laughs> yeah in inverted commas. <laughs> big inverted commas I mean that's just a cliche now like everyone knows that he oh, didn't on. it was a complete farce and then okay jelaine's gone down but it's been a few months now and not one child rapist that they traffic these kids to has been arrested so who are they trafficking the kids to no one oh we've got a list a big celebrity list but yeah we're not going to go after any of them because we know, as the public, we know that there was all these high-profile celebrities and politicians, and even in the case of Prince Andrew, like royalty that were in Jeffrey Epstein's Black Book. Yeah. And not only that, they were riding on the Lolita Express. Yeah. I mean, I wonder, like, is that a name that the media gave it, or is that <laughs> what like Epstein called it? <laughs> if you were unsure of what it was, like, the name would give it away, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah. So you want to uh, ride a Lolita Express with me? Uh, Come again? (laughs) You will be. (laughs) More than once. But yeah, like all the, you know, Bill Clinton rode on there, like Prince Andrew, as well as like loads of celebrities that are all aboard this plane, all going to his island. I mean, once people find this out, Kevin Spacey was another one, all the stuff that came out about him, like, surely... We're beginning to wake up en masse to the
1: fact that these people, they're they're wrong-uns, effectively. I mean, that these people don't abide by the normal laws that we do. They don't have
0: the same moral standards as
1: us. No, that's
0: for sure. And that's part of the public consciousness now. And I don't think people can forget that. No. And no amount amount of glitz and glamour, like an Oscars or something, is going to draw people back in. So they almost have to rely on these kind of, like, I was about to say gimmicks, but... At the end of the day, someone assaulted someone. So this is a a low that you... It's difficult to find um, the words to describe this. When
1: we talk about the low frequency vibrations that they want to bring people down to, but look what this whole thing has done. It's just shone a murky light, this whole awards ceremony, on the face of Hollywood. Because not only do we know about all the stuff we just talked about, you know, the whole Epstein and Weinstein thing, no one even seems to care. I mean, really, you know, I know we had the whole Me Too, but that's all long gone now, isn't it? If you talk to anyone about Epstein, they'd be like, oh, old news. Or, like,
0: if you said to someone now, like, my body, my choice, they'd be like, oh, what, anti vaxxers? Yeah. I mean, I love how that just went out the window. Like, during the Me Too movement, everyone was, my body, my choice. But when it comes to the vaxxers, like, well, it's my body, it's my choice, people are like, you're anti right (laughs) lunatic, anti vaxxer. All right. You're not about my body, my choice. That was during Me Too. That's different. And, like, another point as well that we haven't made is that people have been cottoning on for a while that it's all fixed anyway. I mean, Ricky Gervais even made jokes about this, like the Hollywood studios paying for certain people, people to yeah. get the awards or whatever else. Like, And, again, if, if the host, if the comedian who's hosting the Golden Globes is making jokes about this, this is something that's in the public consciousness, otherwise it wouldn't get a laugh. Yeah, of course. People wouldn't understand it. So this is out there. So when, when people realise that about it as well, that's going to make them tune in less because they think, well, the whole thing's a farce. So we, we talked about the length of time it took for Leonardo DiCaprio to get an Oscar. Yeah. I mean, it was just outrageous. He he is and has been regarded as one of like the best actors of his generation. Yeah. We're talking like a career that spanned decades. The people he's worked with, the direct- yeah. directors he's worked for. So the Oscars almost become... A show where people were tuning in just to see if Leo was finally going to get his yes. Oscar. But since he did get his Oscar, it was almost like they just run out of ideas. Oh, we could get a Ricky Gervais-type person to come on and roast the audience. Well, that's sort of been done by the Golden Globes. Hmm. Well, what about a stunt? We're going later to whether we think it was orchestrated or not. But whether it was or whether it wasn't, they still showed it. They still aired it, Yes. So they chose to air it, and whether it was fake or not, they could have chosen not to. Absolutely. Kind of deny that. They could have been like, no, we don't want to show someone. Someone assaulting someone else on live TV. That's not the Oscars. No. Well, it wasn't. <laughs> it is now. It's, it's now, yeah. That's basically
1: what the Oscars <laughs> is all about. I mean, I'll tune in next year. I mean, God forbid he have Ricky on and someone out in the crowd like The yeah. Rock steps up and smacks, <laughs> smacks Ricky Gervais. He'll, he'll knock him clean into next Wednesday.
0: Yeah, they're going to change from Chris Rock to the actual Rock. (laughs) Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. Why has he got a name like the cat from Red Dwarf? Dwayne Johnson? (laughs) It's such a geeky name. You can see why he went for The Rock. Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson sounds like... It's the polar opposite of The Rock. He will forever be known as The Rock as well. Even though now on his movie posters it says Dwayne Johnson. It's like, that name is never going to fly. You will be The Rock forevermore. Get over it. I know. Or maybe they'll be like, the next award for Jackie Chan, we see, like, like Jackie Chan will make a sudden comeback because he kung fu kicks someone in the head. No, but seriously, like, <laughs> where where do you go from this? I don't know. Like, it's like there's no low that you can really no. go no. after no. someone just assaulting another human live on air, just smacking someone in the face. It's like, wow. Oh, and then screaming expletives afterwards. That's what it's, with his lip quivering away. Yeah. yeah. Like some deranged madman in a pub that's just, like, struck someone for, like, what, looking at his missus. What you say about my wife? Keep my fucking wife's name out of your fucking mouth. You'd be like, oh, my God. The whole pub goes silent. And he's doing that at the Oscars where everyone's, like, wearing their tuxedos. Yeah. You're surrounded by your peers, most famous actors in the world, and you're going to do that? This is just... Yeah, there's you. no love. Lower than this. Celebrity (laughs) culture has reached ground zero. The death of celebrity. Okay, so what actually happened? We're not going to spend too long on this because I'm guessing most people have seen this and have got a good idea of what (laughs) happened. But basically, Will Smith got up and smacked Chris Rock round the face after him making a joke that Will didn't like. Interestingly, I think if you ask most people, okay, so what? Who was Chris Rock,
1: the host? They would say, yeah, yeah, but he wasn't. He wasn't the host of this year's Oscars. No, no, He was only on to give out an award, say a couple of cracks to get the audience in a whip. You you know what it's like. There There was three hosts, Regina Hall, Amy
0: Schumer and Wanda Sykes, and they were the main hosts of the Oscars. And he, Chris Rock, only come out like you said, to tell a few jokes or whatever. So that goes to show how many people didn't actually watch the show and just saw that clip. Because I think most people would say Will Smith was the guy that didn't take the joke
1: well and Chris Rock was the host. Yeah, You were made to think that that was the entire show. When you actually think of the entirety of the show, that was actually a very small part of the show. Yeah. A tiny segment.
0: So the joke he made was about Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith... And he said, Jada, I love you. G.I.J. 2, can't wait to see it. And obviously she's got a bald head, the same as Demi Moore that was in the original. Not that offensive, except that apparently she's struggling with alopecia. Right. So obviously he's kind of poking fun at someone with a disease. Not really cool. I mean, if she had cancer, for example, or yeah. leukaemia and her hair had fallen out, would you make that same joke? Yeah, there's like a line, isn't there? Could argue, well, cancer is a deadly life threatening disease. Alopecia's not. But it's still someone losing their hair and a woman losing her hair, which is worse yeah.
1: because, let's face it, Most blokes lose our hair. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, we could style an alopecia as just (laughs) the Ross Kemp look from EastEnders.
0: Yeah, right, but it's obviously worse for a woman, and if this is something that she's been publicly struggling with, you would guess that he knew, but apparently he didn't. So if that's true, in his mind, it wasn't a
1: very offensive joke at all. He compared her to G.I. Jane, which is obviously Demi Moore's character, which is based on... A story of a woman who wanted to join the marines but she wasn't allowed because she was a woman and this woman went through hell and back trained with them took lots of abuse from her peers but actually succeeded and she started the movement for young women joining the armed forces which obviously was never allowed there wasn't any women in world war ii fighting that's for sure they were in the factories making bullets and stuff so that film kind of served as the inspiration for women especially in the u.s army starting to apply and, and it right. and getting in positions where they weren't just like clerical roles. But, you know, firing guns now. Watch out. <laughs> Watch out, men everywhere. But the point is, they actually compared her to, to G.I.J. Now, I think, not only is that not that offensive, he's actually comparing her to a woman who stood up for quite a lot, quite a powerful role in a film. Other than the fact that she had no hair, that's actually not that cruel. The joke itself, based not on a woman who was a very powerful and strong protagonist. And in a film at the time, that's actually quite sensitive as well. I remember a lot of people were like, wow, Demi Moore, she actually shaved her hair off yeah, right. the film. She'd done the full Signori Weaver from Alien 3, didn't she? Yeah. Demi Moore actually shaved her hair. I understand hair. what
0: you mean. So it's not really, it's a compliment, if anything, because she played such a empowered role oh. within that movie. Chris even said, he said, oh, come on, that's a nice one. He did say that, yeah which would back up the theory that if, if you're going from the standpoint that this is something just really unfortunate that's happened and it wasn't staged, it was real, that would help that case. Because he did say, oh, come on, that's not that bad. It did seem like he maybe told a joke and he didn't realise this alopecia thing. Not that that's necessarily the reason that Will got up, because if we're going down the road that this is real, it felt like that this was more the straw that broke the camel's back. Like yes. Because recently she's had this affair with this young singer songwriter, August, I think his name August, is Augusta. Augusta, L- yeah, doesn't matter. I mean, this isn't a gossip podcast. She's had an affair. And although it's starting to feel like
1: one, <laughs> yeah. bear with us here. <laughs> Just slipping through the okay and the hello, Max, now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's kind of she's spilled the beans
0: on her show, which is called The Red Table. Yeah. Right? It's, on, it's like a Facebook show and she's had Will Smith on the show after the rumours broke to kind of clear up the mess. But it's pretty weird because they're kind of sitting either side of the table having a very candid chat about her having an affair Fair. while she was with him. Now, there was sort of some stuff that come out about them having an open relationship. Mm-hmm. But she's kind of saying in front of Will and in front of the world... It was my choice to make, and no one's permission to give, and it's kind of humiliating and demasculating to Will Smith for him to sit there and have to listen to this, and it be broadcast to the world.
1: So, I mean, it could be the fact that that has triggered him. You have to, especially some of the stuff cheap, I mean, we don't really want to talk about this because we both watched this. This horrible red table thing. Just to get an idea, because we don't always believe everything we see. Because this could just all be for show. We know what Hollywood's like, and this could just be for the cameras. But the point was that some of the things that she did say directly to his face... I mean, the thing about, this was my journey of self-discovery. And it was like, your journey of self-discovery was getting fucked by other guys while your husband was just at home. Like, where's your wife? Oh, out yeah, right. with a guy who was... 25 years younger than me because she's like nearly 50 years old and this fella
0: that she'd had an affair with was 27 and by the sounds of it like struggling with mental health and stuff like that i mean this guy's like singer songwriter he's probably like living some rock star lifestyle got some like drug issues and some like you yeah, mental health issues man and she was like oh yeah it was a great experience like i, I was like healing someone and I, it was a journey of self-discovery <laughs> and stuff like that it's like Oh, yeah, I bet it was. (laughs) Healing, what,
1: the sort of Marvin Gaye sort of healing? (laughs) Yeah,
0: sexual healing.
1: (laughs) Self-discovery, oh, yeah. Touched you in places you never knew you could be touched. I mean, at the
0: end of the day, this is some 27-year-old, like, stallion, (laughs) some dude that might as well be a rock star, (laughs) giving (laughs) it to your missus, and you've got to sit there like Will Smith did and listen to her talk about how it was a healing experience I mean a personal journey of
1: self-discovery. I mean, I, What? I know they call it the red table and I think that table will be red by the time we'll be finished. <laughs> and, be just... and he had to sit there
0: and kind of take that. Will's trying to have to sort of, oh, I'll, I'll play the card that we're in an open relationship. Oh, I'll be the understanding husband that takes her back even though she's not showing a shred of remorse. Yeah. And then, oh, at the award ceremony, I'll be the husband that goes up and stands up for my wife by striking another man. I mean, if it was real and he did that in a moment of madness where he thought, where she gave him a look as if to say, aren't you going to do something about it? And he thought, this is my opportunity to... To stand up for my wife publicly, like, maybe I can gain back some, mm. some of my manhood. We have. I'm like, just playing devil's advocate there, there, like, going down the road we, of if it wasn't staged.
1: Like, their whole sort of candid talk over the red table could just be staged and for the cameras. After knowing what he'd been through with Jada, I would be sort of like, well, it wasn't the joke about Jada that set him off. Because remember, we saw Will was laughing at the joke initially. Yes. He was laughing at the joke people. Yeah. While she had
0: a face like thunder, like she rolled her eyes like, are you kidding me? A joke about my hair, don't you know I have alopecia? She um, didn't say that,
1: but... Yeah. But you could see it was the whole inner monologue. It mon- was written all over her face. The whole inner monologue was just running wild. Whilst, whilst Will's <laughs> <laughs>
0: Something obviously happened, didn't it? In that bit they didn't show us. I'm guessing she must have looked at him, yeah. giving him the look of death. Aren't you going to do, do
1: something? Because he had quite a distance quite to, a distance to, to get travel, a, travel, to change his mind. It's a good 10, 15 places, maybe more. And at that moment, if it is real, did anyone think that he would hit Chris Rock? I mean, you would think he might jostle with him a little bit. Because even Chris is like, uh-oh, oh, here we go. Or grab the mic. Mike, or or pull get him in a headlock or something and ruffle his hair up. Because, I'm not being funny, Chris Rock is a bit smaller than Will Smith. That's the bit that initially shocked us, wasn't it? The fact that he struck a man. He had come and assaulted a man on stage live at the Oscars. But I don't know. You'd have to look at the reasons for it being real. And like we said, the whole stuff with Jada, was this just Will's, what do you call it? Like The straw that broke the camel's back. Perfect. I mean, it wasn't nothing to do with the joke. This was the last thing that set Will off. I can't have the internet say, oh look,
0: yet again he's let someone say this to Jada and he doesn't even do anything
1: about it. It could have just been a moment of madness where he thought, I'll show the world. I mean, at that moment, at the pinnacle of your career, that you're up for an Oscar. And we said this earlier, not many men of mixed race are up for the Oscars, are they? It's predominantly your white male that's up for a leading role in a film. Yeah, right. So, this is quite a big thing for Will Smith. And I can imagine a lot of members of the African, American, Caribbean black community just being like, this is a moment for you. You Yeah, a massive moment. And Chris. So, you've got Chris Rock,
0: a black man, hosting or being one of the hosts to present an award. And Will Smith, then he does that. It's like, what are you doing for your race? What are you doing for, like, black people across the world, like, showing the world that a black man striking another black man? It's like, I know it's sort of like, regardless of race, you don't hit another human, Human. you don't hit another man. It's like, it's just a crazy thing to do. But that also does play a part in it. Because, like it or not, there's not that many black people or black men at the Oscars. No. They are one of a handful. And you're going to go up and strike one of the only other brothers there? I I know. It's like... We were saying this probably like <laughs> rednecks out there in America. Like, I told you not to let them into the Oscars. You this know, what happens.
1: They had this whole thing, remember, last year? That whole thing that where and Jada said there wasn't enough diversity at the show. They said they were going to not come to the Oscars because there weren't enough black folks there. Well, guess what? When they turn up, <laughs> just look what happens. Violence. Violence. Violence like animals. Turn the whole thing into a charade. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. We are being serious here. Like, th- this doesn't help. Believe it or not. Yeah, believe it or not. This doesn't help. No, because that actually
0: was a real thing that happened, wasn't it? Will and Jada Smith said a number of years ago, we're not going to go to the next Oscars because there's a lack of diversity. And they made a stand about that. Yeah. These celebrities always, you know, one, one way or another, they're going to get in the headlines. Or we're going to make a stand because there's not enough diversity. Oh, this year I'm going to decide to smack a fellow black man on stage in front of the whole world and calls a stir this way. I know. Like I mean, they're just like shameless people. So to go down the road of it not being real and it being staged, firstly, the slap. Mm, the slap. Now, Will Smith walked that whole way without changing his mind slapped Chris Rock round the face and it sounded more like a punch because of the thud of the microphone. Yeah, that got, got us up first. So that made it look a lot worse than it was and the camera angle was from, perfect if you were staging some sort of a strike. Yeah. So the camera angle was perfect. The slap itself, Will, Will Smith carried through and the way, more importantly, Chris leaned into, into it, it and winced before it
1: came. I mean, you could, you could argue... If you watch it slow-mo, which we have. <laughs> of course, many
0: times... Just for effect. There's not much... I don't watch in Slow, boy if I want to get the real story. We've no. watched it like the Kennedy brain yeah. like flying across like the back of
1: uh, the car. The car, yeah. yeah. The droplets in <laughs> held in bullet time in the air. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's leaning into it!
1: No, he does lean into but, it. But he does. Not only that, it's, for starters, if you've just insulted Will Smith's wife about her hair loss issue and Chris Rock's watching Will Smith walk up on stage... If you were Chris, you would expect maybe, like I said, Will to grab you, something, do something. You would have your hands behind your back and be leaning, leaning forward. forward. Now, hands behind your back, are leaning forward. Now, a lot of people said, well, that's because he wasn't expecting Will to hit him. Why would he be expecting Will to hit? Him? No, but why did he wince? Then? But why did he wince then? And he did hit him because there was a mark on Chris's face. So he still did make contact. But let's look at the other side. These guys are actors. These guys have probably both received a hit or two. These guys will know how to pull off the perfect slap, Bear in mind they're both actors.
0: And plus, any moron can just take a slap around the face. I mean, I'm not an actor,
1: but if it was like, you're paying me how much for someone to slap me around the face? <laughs> take your best shot. Yeah, first, what a stinging sensation for a few minutes. I mean, it's not old. it's oh, hello. That's what Weinstein said. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's not like taking a full fist. Oh, what I did that's again. what Epstein said. For a slap, I've got to say, rock. Took
0: it like a joke. Yeah, he did take it incredibly well. Fixed if, or not.
1: If it wasn't set up, it was probably the most professional way I've seen any man take a slap. I heard Chris had joked backstage that he said to people it was the first time that someone had been punched by Muhammad Ali and hadn't been knocked the fuck out. Because <laughs> so oh, Will Smith played Muhammad, Muhammad Ali. Yeah. So, yeah. So see what, what he'd done there? So even if, if Chris even said that backstage, what, someone's just slapped you on stage, in the middle of the Oscars, it almost seems a bit beyond well, belief that Chris would even even make that joke. You could imagine him be actually fuming if I was me backstage, and I've just been humiliated as a host telling a joke that one I didn't write, just was on the teleprompter, and I'm not even a host. I'm like just been invited here to give off one award. Yeah, and bear in mind,
0: Will Smith goes up, he cracks him, then he turns his back on him, walks off so coolly. Like, he wasn't expecting any security to come out, and he wasn't expecting any retaliation from Chris. I mean, if this happened at any other event, imaginable, let's like, say you went to some work conference, and someone got up in the middle of it and smacked the person that was the yeah. presenter, what? the compare. you'd just be like, what the hell? Like, immediately, goons would come out. Of course. And take this person down, especially at the Oscars. I mean, that's goon galore. I'm sure there's dark suits lurking in in every curtain, every, like, stage left, stage right imaginable. Exactly. They would just, security would just come out and just go,
1: right. And at least when he got back to his table, you would say, well, time to go. Or even just, could we come with a word, mate? Because you have just got up out of your seat and struck someone. You've assaulted someone.
0: Yeah. that's battery, they would
1: surely come in.
0: Yeah. And asked Will to leave politely, if not have intervened at the point where he was on stage. Yeah. So the security's pretty lax. <laughs> yeah. It's good to know that I could walk up in the middle of the Oscars and shoot Chris Rock in the head. I mean, it's good to know that. What are you gonna That's do? the level of security, is it? That you could literally rock up, no pun intended, <laughs> and like, shoot Chris Rock in the head. I mean, you weren't going to get wrestled to the ground by some goons.
1: It, it doesn't set a good precedent, does it? What, do you think every time now any comedian tells an unfunny joke or someone in the crowd doesn't like, they've got the right to get up and slap that comedian? Especially as people afterwards, people on social media
0: saying, well, well, we shouldn't have made that joke, he deserves everything he got kind of thing. Or I was at my mum's at the time that this happened and I, I, I was seeing things on daytime TV that were saying, was Will Smith right to do what he done, sticking up for his wife? Was he right? This is assault. Mm. Like, are you kidding me? What, he was he right to assault someone? No, that's not a debate. That shouldn't be on some, like, daytime show. Like, was Will Smith right? No. As a society, we agree that
1: he's not before this argument has even begun. That's mental. If that's even open for discussion on, say, the good morning show, then people yeah, really right. need to take a look at themselves. What's the follow-up show? This woman went out late at night and got raped. But she had
0: a short skirt on. Does she deserve it? The debate coming up next. <laughs> how far will they take it and how low will they take it? As low as they can go, which is pretty low. So I saw some other footage as well. And it was Jada Smith and the rest of the people around her after Will had smacked Chris Rock and was on the walk back. And when Chris Rock told the joke afterwards, where he said, Oh my God, Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me, Jada laughs. <laughs> and it's like, sorry. So you were furious enough at the original joke that you obviously looked at Will, like, aren't you going to do something? Then supposedly Will has gone up and smacked Chris. But then when he tells the follow up joke, Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. You're laughing along with it. Like, nothing's wrong. Wouldn't you be like concerned that your husband just publicly humiliated himself? Committed assault, he could possibly get arrested. Yes, did.
1: Yeah. I mean, oh, but he, you're he, laughing
0: at the follow up joke before
1: Wills even got back to his seat. Yeah, I mean, if her first reaction to the first joke was her rolling her eyes and then looking back at her husband, expecting him to do something or say something, surely the next reaction of him rolling up on stage wouldn't um, be belly ache laughter. Yes. Rocking back and forth uh, in his seat. After just watching him crack Chris Rock in the face. Yeah. You might be a little bit more worried that your husband was about to get arrested for assault and your family publicly humiliated. I mean, I know he's representing the Williams family, obviously this biopic, King Richard, Venus and Serena Williams, the two global superstars of women's tennis, Uh, their father pushed them to be these huge athletes in... You know, when they lived in Compton or somewhere, and you know, really rough neighborhood. But the point is, he took all this responsibility in his huge role. And you'd think that moment for their family, the Smith family, he's up for an Oscar. Best actor in a leading role. You'd think at that moment, Jada, after just watching him return to his seat, would maybe have a hand on his wrist, or maybe even would have got up. And she even... wouldn't be laughing. She wouldn't be laughing. Because after that smack, as you rightly just said,
0: Even just focusing on just the Williams family, they would have thought, oh, my God, even if he wins the Oscar now, it's been completely overshadowed by him assaulting someone. So it's not a time to be laughing. And in the argument of this was a staged event, that really makes you think it was, because that's not a normal reaction. No. So what makes this so outrageous is, firstly, after Will smacked him, he went back down to his seat and (laughs) shouted out, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. I mean, hearing him say that was almost worse than the slap.
1: Well, It, it was just like... It oh, filled the auditorium, didn't it? Yeah,
0: and then he said it a second time. And the second time he said it even more aggressively. And it's like you couldn't hear a pin drop. And it was just so awkward. And as a viewer of it, you were like,
1: oh, God. It was like, a bit repulsive,
0: actually. It really was, like, sickening. And yeah, you had that, which was bad enough, but then it wasn't like Will Smith was escorted out of the theatre or no. auditorium or whatever you would call it. Nothing happened, or, or he didn't leave on his own accord. He actually hung around and 15 minutes later, he got up to accept an Oscar. He had the front to do that. Yeah, best actor in a lead role. Wow. I've got his speech here. So he starts with saying, Richard Williams, which was obviously the role that he played in this latest movie, was a fierce defender of his family. In this time in my life, in this moment, I am overwhelmed by what God is calling on me to do and be in this world. Mm, So God made you slap Chris Rock. Carry on. (laughs) It's just like, how self-indulgent. Like, starting with your role in the film and trying to compare your outbursts tonight which was literally assault, battery, (laughs) right? Let's not... Oh, it was a slap. That's not how it would be framed in the eyes of the law, is it? And he goes on to say, making this film, I got to protect Arajande Ellis, who is one of the most strongest and most delicate people I've ever met. I got to protect keeps on saying protect because he's obviously trying to say, hey, I was just trying to protect my wife. Yeah. I'm being called on in my life to love people and to protect people and to be a river to my people. A river? Yeah, a river to my people. A river of shit. <laughs> a river of shame. shame. Shame! 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 Now, I know to do what we do, you've got to be able to take abuse. Oh, Will. yeah. Get them to feel sorry for you. Sorry for you, celebrities. You've got to be able to have people talk crazy about you. In this business, you've got to be able to have people disrespecting you. And you've got to smile. And you've got to pretend like that's okay. Probably by this point, he's crying, I'm guessing. The waterworks turned on.
1: Oh course, he- anyone
0: would think he was an actor. Now he's saying Denzel, name drop. Oh, yeah, of course. Denzel Washington, obviously. He doesn't need to say Washington. Denzel said to me a few minutes ago, he said, At your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. Okay, just reminding everyone, this is my highest moment. No Will is your lowest. (laughs) It's definitely your lowest, mate. I thought your highest was when you actually completed your finale on Fresh Prince. Yeah, and that was finally off the air. No, that's when the devil comes for you. Okay, bring the devil into it. I want to be a vessel for love. Uh, I mean, pass me the sick bowl. Honestly, fucking hell. I want to say thank you to Venus and Serena and the entire Williams family for entrusting me with your story. That's what I want to do. I want to be an ambassador for that kind of love and care and concern. I want to apologise to the Academy. Okay. I want to apologise to my fellow nominees. Okay, he's going to get to Chris. This is a beautiful moment and I'm not crying for winning an award. Oh, he didn't mention Chris. No, no,
1: I think he's got it in there
0: somewhere. Keep going. It's not about winning an award for me. It's about able to shine a light on all of the people. Entire cast and crew of King Richard, my new movie, go and see it. Venus and Serena, entire Williams family. Yeah, you said them already, mate. Art imitates life. Oh, I love this bit. I look like the crazy father. Just like they said about Richard Williams. Oh. Mm. You're so into the role.
1: I mean, no wonder you got the Oscar. Yeah, yeah. such a good actor. You're still
0: in the role with the crazy father.
1: Were you just acting then, you and Chris, between you? We'll never Oh, noticed. is
0: this one of them method things, is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so engrossed in the role. I'm just like him. That's oh, why I won the Oscar. Don't
1: worry. The apology's
0: coming, Chris. But love will make you do crazy things. Oh, God. He's just in love with her. It's just... Love will make
1: you create crazy things. An of love. Well, i tell you what, he's... Love's definitely made his wife do some crazy things, that's for sure. I thank you. Then he goes
0: on to say, Oh, my mother, she didn't want to come out. She wanted to be like knitting at home instead. Oh, yeah, right, okay, your mum. But she'd come out and he's disappointed her and he thanks them in his honor. I mean, it's so sickening, honestly. Like, it's so self indulgent, it's so off the mark and tone deaf. Like, Mm -hmm. if he was to stick around, he should have literally got up, accepted the award and been like, I'm so sorry for my actions tonight. And I thank everyone that was involved in the film. I'm just really sorry. Like, just keep it to a minimum because you've disgraced yourself enough. Don't give yourself any more airtime. You wouldn't start saying, I want to be a vessel for love. I mean, do I need to quote some of this other (laughs) stuff? This is insane. Isn't that a UB40 album? (laughs) Honestly, I want to protect people and be a river to my people. Okay. And what's the next bit? I want to disappear up my own ass. Oh? oh oh no, he cut that bit out. <laughs> A river up my own anus. A nether-ending one. Like one of them lazy rivers at the theme parks that you can just go around and around in all day. A Will smith theme one.
1: I can only liken it to Charlie Chocolate Factory with the slow boat going down the chocolate river. Will's Chocolate Factory. Of shame and no remorse, and oh, he didn't actually apologise
0: to Chris in the speech.
1: Yeah, there was no apology
0: to Chris. I want to apologise to the academy. Oh, okay. I want to apologise to my fellow nominees. All right, yeah. I want to apologise to Chris. No, you don't apologise to the person that you just assaulted. He doesn't get mentioned. Unbelievable. This speech got welcomed by a standing ovation. I know. And I love that Jim Carrey, when he was asked about it, he said that he was sickened, but not by Smith's actions. He said he was sickened by the Hollywood celebrities who gave Smith a standing ovation after winning his Best Actor award and giving this vile speech. Jim Carrey then went on to say that Hollywood is just spineless en masse. I mean, it was definitely a case of the audience being spying this. Jim Kerry then went on to say that he should have been escorted from the venue after the slap and going as far to say that he should have been arrested. And that if it was him, he would have announced this morning that he was suing Will for 200 million because that video is going to be there forever. But the fact that he dropped it straight away and said I'm not pressing charges and stuff. It's a bit weird mm. and there's benefits of all parties involved here which we're going to go into next yeah. that do raise a lot of questions as well. So since the Oscars, Chris Rock comedy tickets have gone up from $46 to a minimum of, minimum of 340 per ticket and obviously given people a reason to go and see him because he's not that relevant anymore and he's going up against Kevin Hart in this tour, literally about to start with the two of them. Now it gives people an excuse, oh, to go and see Chris Rock, see what he's got to say about the Oscars, because he's been pretty quiet about it since. Yeah, he hasn't said anything. So it's almost like, oh, you want to hear what I've got to say about it? Buy tickets for this comedy tour I've got going on. And Will Smith obviously received an Oscar, and the world is already laughing at Will Smith because of this affair. You know, his wife had an affair, as we talked about, went on this Red Table show and talked about it in front of the world, you know. Many would argue (laughs) that this is some kind of a humiliation ritual of a kind, but he's been emasculated and humiliated in front of the world. The, The slap could have been to reclaim some of his manhood or it could have been something that he was just pushed into because it would be like, well, you know, we've got an Oscar waiting for you if you do do this. Yeah. And maybe it
1: would help people reclaim some kind of respect for you in a weird way. It'd even say, well, that's, this is not a bad thing, Will. People shouldn't be making jokes out of people with alopecia. You'd, have, you'd, have, right. you'd be almost well within your right to give Chris a slap. And there has <laughs> been
0: a lot of stuff on the internet about Pfizer being one of the sponsors you know, Pfizer, their logo on the Oscar screens. I mean, it's almost a bit like Will Smith being as shameless to hang around and then accept his Oscar speech. It's like Pfizer are hanging around despite all this information being leaked, all these Pfizer documents talking about 158,000 adverse effects to the vaccine and stuff. But no, they still turn up as a sponsor at the Oscars. I mean, they've almost got as much front as Will Smith. It's like the same people
1: looking at Will at his after party when he's dancing to all his own songs. It's like he's got the audacity. Yeah, right. I mean, that was another thing. I'm not sure that most people have seen
0: this, but there's clips that have surfaced at Will Smith, obviously an Oscar's after party, and he's dancing in the middle of the dance floor. Everyone's six feet away from him, but I don't think it's a COVID. More like, because they're like, this guy is completely unhinged. I want to keep my distance. So they're just there filming with their phones, and he's there dancing away, pumping his Oscar with his fist, whilst mouthing the lyrics to his own songs.
1: Mm, mm,
0: mm, 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 mm. Yeah, so they're playing Getting Jiggy with it, and he's <laughs> mouthing, like, not not just the chorus, like, the whole verse is just going for it, whilst people are snapping away at him. After this has happened, so even though he said in this, like, follow-up tweet, like, oh, I'm ashamed and stuff like that, were you ashamed? I saw one clip and it was getting jiggy with it. And then there was another clip that was like, doo-doo, doo-doo, welcome to Miami. And I'm like, oh God, he stayed on for that one as well then. Like they obviously did a Will Smith like
1: medley. His greatest hits were spinning in the player.
0: Yeah, and he's just (laughs) mouthing along to all the lyrics. this is someone with no shame, no class, no morals. This is despicable. You weren't ashamed. You were gloating on the dance floor, pumping your Oscar in the air. That's some phallic, like... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like,
1: honestly. He's sitting there bashing his gold gong around. Like, woo! <laughs> it's like, yeah, mate, that's the same hand you're holding the gong with you slapped Chris Rock with an hour ago.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Say so you <laughs> say at, like, an office Christmas party or something, you had one too many drinks,
0: and you ended up slapping the boss in front of everyone. Do you think you would, A, leave the party, B, stay there but keep a low profile, or C be dancing about with some award that you got for being best employee on the dance floor, mouthing along to some song. (laughs) This guy has no shame, which makes you believe he would do it as a paid stunt. This is the sort of person, if he was a boxer, he would throw a fight. This guy's got no shame. He'd do anything for money. He's completely classless. He has no morals. Like, now everyone has a phone on them and stuff. We can just see this person in, in, in all their glory. Not their glory. Their shame. 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 This, this whole thing from Pfizer goes a little deeper because one of Pfizer's subsidiaries, Arena, is developing a treatment for alopecia and there's been a lot of talk on the internet about Pfizer sponsoring this event and then pushing some kind of alopecia drug when everyone's suddenly talking about alopecia. Hang on.
1: It's definitely a talking point. It's, it's almost like we should be talking about Pfizer but not for the condition-saving treatment they're going to give to alopecia sufferers about like, the document that has disclosed the 158,000 health defects yeah. of which, was it 1,261 were almost deadly. So Yeah, and a lot of them were to
0: do with like immune or immuno responses, which, you know, alopecia could easily <laughs> fall under that category. Yes. So that's a bigger talking point. It's like, well, could they be pushing something, like the awareness of something that they could blame the effects of jabs that they've just given everyone now on the subject of Pfizer and the pandemic in general celebrities during the pandemic really fell out of favor because a lot of them handled the whole thing really insensitively and I think the way they behaved has also definitely played a part in this gradual death of celebrity culture that we're going to be talking about the pandemic was hell for most people But being forced to not leave your house isn't as bad if you live in a huge mansion or you can just like nip out on your yacht or something. You know what I mean? It's not the same. This whole idea of during the pandemic, oh, we're all in this together, we're all in the same boat. It's like a great equaliser. No, no, this is completely different. If you live in a luscious house, you've got a big back garden and all the rest of it. That's not the same as someone that's living with, God knows how many relatives in a tiny little flat
1: in a council block where you're told you're not allowed to go outside and there's 200 of you all living in one tower or something Yeah, yeah not quite the same
0: but yeah celebrities were just like so insensitive to this and you had all kinds of like videos being posted up on social media Gal Gadot and a band of 20 other celebrities filmed themselves badly singing John Lennon's Imagine I don't know if you saw this yeah but it was horrible, and like the response from the public was not good. Like people just saying, honestly, like you think that you're contributing with this? Like this is the most self indulgent, sickening crap I've ever seen. You know, just unleashing on it. What a song awesome to choose as well. And you had like Madonna putting up some like social media post where she's literally in like a bar full of roses, talking about COVID being the great equaliser. Yeah. She's probably still got all her like servants at her pad, like her gardening she guy. Thinks, like All these people just wearing masks or something.
1: She probably thinks the fucking equaliser is the film with Denzel Washington. <laughs> the equaliser is that we're all going to get a whole shit list and nothing's going to affect you at all. Even these celebrities singing like,
0: Imagine there's
1: no possessions.
0: <laughs> As they're in these like brooding mansions. With like them. 10 Ferraris in <laughs> the driveway. Yeah,
1: imagine you with not a single whip. Imagine you with one car... Or two, or just three, let alone ten. So someone like Dua
0: Lipa received criticism for urging her social media followers to stay home and avoid unnecessary travel. But then she's like jet-setting and hosting parties. They're such hypocrites. We all know that they don't live the same
1: life as us. Yeah, they tell us that we should do what they tell us to do. A bit like the government. Exactly the same as the party over the Christmas. Like, they, they, they make the rules yeah. for us and they want us to do what they tell us to do. But, but they were didn't... having these Christmas parties but where they're all... And they won't
0: do do, do the same. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Just carrying on like nothing was going on, like there was no real threat. Well, that probably means it wasn't actually a real threat. <gasps> so, yeah, in a time where most people were stuck at home and social media and internet use went up drastically... And suddenly they're looking at these celebrities and influencers, looking at them showing off their wealth and status, and l- looking at them even harder than usual. Yeah. They've got an like an army of like angry trolls just waiting at home, like, you think it's the same for you? It's not the same.
1: Well, yeah, I mean You're in
0: a bath full of rose
1: petals! Where do you even get the rose petals from? The war's been closed off weeks ago. But it's true.
0: Yeah, and you had, like, Kim Kardashian having a 40th birthday party with, like, an intimate family gathering on a private island. But everyone was required to do a COVID-19 test prior, but obviously everyone there is just, once they're there, they're, like, not following any of the rules. The rules are ridiculous anyway. I'm not focusing on the rules. No, no, of course. And I don't want to go too full-on on the celebrity gossip side of things, but we could see very obviously that celebrities weren't although we were all restricted, mm. they weren't living the same kind of lives that we were living. They weren't under the same kind of strain. They know that, oh well, this will pass and their bank accounts and investments will take care of themselves. And a lot of them were probably still working anyway. Do you think like all the film stopped and stuff? I mean, the media was still going, weren't they? Full on. <laughs> we wouldn't have had the pandemic unless it was for the twenty four seven mainstream media pushing it. So none of them
1: people were out of the job. Films were still being made there's still been films coming out it's not like we haven't had any films in the last two years because we have yeah right so don't tell me the so actors they're all isn't. still working and even if they're not I mean a lot of those actors have got quite big enough bank accounts not to work but yeah. six, six months or a year it might not really affect them and then you had like Jennifer Lopez doing some interview where
0: she was saying oh you know I travel so much usually and spend so much time away from my kids so this was just a, a treat for me to be at home with them every night and it was beautiful and a blessing in disguise it was like Oh my God! like how tone deaf can you be whilst people were getting their lives ripped apart, you're sort of a bit like the when Jade is describing her affair like you know it's such a life-changing experience and it really brought me a lot of joy and it's like something that was good for my soul or whatever like these people are on planet fucking retard <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't imagine that
1: planet me Anyone who was having a business that was failing during that period had uttered any of those words. You know, my business has come down the toilet and I've lost my mortgage, but it's been really good. It's like, no, it hasn't. So Lopez goes on to say,
0: she had been working, working, working and not taking enough time for the really, really important things in life. After being forced by COVID-19 to stay home, she realised how much she'd been missing out on. I was rejigging kind of thinking, you know, she said, and realising that there's always been time to sit down, take a minute, even for yourself. I wouldn't even take time for myself, to be honest. I was on such a hamster wheel. Her next gig, which starts in about a month, involves filming a movie in a bubble. <laughs> <laughs> you are already in one, love. <laughs> You've got to be adamant about the distance and the mask and the regular testing, she said. It's all part of it. But then like she went on Jennifer Lopez to do his campaign about this well health safety rating. Where she's doing this video, like, look for the well health safety seal outside to feel safer going inside. Like, publicly pushing it. You know what I mean? And that was another thing about the pandemic. There was obviously all the celebrities that just stood by and said nothing about the injustices, the mandates, the tyranny that was going on all over the world. They just shut the fuck up, didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. But then you also had this other huge group of celebrities that were openly pushing this agenda. Yeah. non-stop yeah really like unashamedly as well like like they were doing such a great service to the public by getting this information out there yeah and in the UK like all the sirs were rolled out like, we spoke about this before on a previous episode it's like a godfather type of deal like you become a sir and then when the queen calls for you or the state or whatever like needs you to stand forward and push some kind of agenda you will do it cuz you're a sir We put the sword down on you, for Christ's sake, man. That was an oath. That was a ritual. Didn't you know? So they just have to do it. They would fucking love to do it anyway. They don't have to do it. Jesus Christ. They'd be like,
1: yes, yes, sir. This is probably no different to the Academy. Don't love it? This is no different to the Academy holding that gong over Will Smith's head saying, go on, Will. It's just one slap. Yeah, you want to do it for a shiny Oscar, right? You know, and it's no different to exactly what we're talking about.
0: So... You have people like Sir Michael Kane like, get vaccinated, I have. like, Or Sir Lenny Henry, like, yeah, get him in for the hesitant black community. like, Yeah, get it, you know, like, I know they've lied to us in the past and that, but, you know, trust me, I'm Lenny Henry.
1: <laughs> see, this is the thing, you know, these are people that we actually used to relate to. I mean, but like, mm. I used to like someone like Lenny Henry, and look how and far... And then you just see him in a different light, like, mm. oh, he is a celebrity, and this is the exact... Death of for the celebrity yeah, culture we're seeing. Even the people that we did actually quite admire, whether they be comedians we listen to their stand-ups or certain musicians that we will get onto, that we like their music, why are these people all of a sudden going full Wetteko? We've
0: obviously spoke about in previous episodes like the Kaiser Chiefs. The Pfizer Chiefs! Yeah, coming out and giving the shout-outs like, hey, who's had Moderna? Who's had J&J? Who's had AstraZeneca? Like, woo, oh, let's have a booth for the anti-vaxxers. Like... Mental. And then you've even had bands like the Foo Fighters doing like a Vax Only gig. I mean, what yeah. the fuck? Like Dave Bro was in Nirvana. Yeah. So do you think Kurt would have done that? No. Oh, I'm gonna do a concert, probably in some stadium. Yeah, sponsored by Pfizer. And yeah, it's for jabbed up only people. I mean, are you kidding? Segregation. Sponsored by the Foo Fighters.
1: How do you feel if you, I mean, not that I was a die-hard Foo Fighters fan, they got some good tunes, but what if you were a genuine Foo Fighters fan, but you were like, my body, my choice, and then you hear Dave Grohl turning around with that bullshit? It's odd that a lot of these celebrities, let's like say someone like Britney Spears, for example,
0: you know, she started off, I want to say innocent. I mean, the first video where she's a schoolgirl wasn't exactly innocent, questionable. Hit me, baby, one more time. Kind of (laughs) S&M vibes, and she was definitely a sexy schoolgirl asking you to beat her around, so it wasn't that innocent. But you fast forward a number of years, and you always get to the point where they're like dressed up as a devil, (laughs) or doing some really weird, satanic, ritualistic kind of stuff. It's not just Britney, it's all of them. It's like Gaga, it's Katy Perry, uh, whoever, they all... Take it down that dark. Like you fast forward in Katy Perry's career and then suddenly there's a video where she's in all this Egyptian gear and it's all this kind of like Babylonian Egyptian symbolism and there's other stuff where she's like dark and satanic and it's all ritualistic. It's like they always start off innocent and then they turn them into like satanic or like little Nas X that we spoke about before oh yeah okay he starts off doing Old Country Road turns out that he's like a gay black cowboy singer that's part of his shtick or whatever okay cool whatever and then before you know it a few videos down he's like lap dancing on Satan yeah literally I don't know gyrating in hell Mm -hmm. it's like oh that was fast (laughs) usually it takes a few albums Britney wasn't doing that until album number two Or like a lot of child actors, you know, your Macaulay Culkins or your Corey Fieldmans, they grew up to be screw-ups, you know, like drug addicts, whatever else. And people just sort of thought, oh, well, you know, that's because they were child actors and, they, you know, the fame and the money screwed them up. Well, actually, a lot of these actors in later life have come out and said, no, it was because of grooming, abuse. abuse yeah. Macaulay Culkin has gone on record like with a Paris radio show to say that this is about not only the raping of children, but the torture and the murder of children. Yeah. And some of these people wear shoes made out of children's skin. Now, that sounds insane. That is that is Macaulay Culkin's words. He's also alluded to the fact that the girl from Poltergeist that died, yeah. she was killed in one of these rituals.
1: This is the thing, these celebrities are now showing a different side to them, even just the way they treat each other. In Hollywood, they look like a despicable bunch of people. I mean, <laughs> they really do. The picture you did put up that I had to laugh at was the Foo Fighters on Saturday Night Live with Dave Chappelle, and they were all in masks. I know. When As soon as you see the masks,
0: like, me personally, I'm just like, sellouts. Yeah. Like. They're posing with a mask. With Dave Chappelle as well. Don't Yet you. another like black comedian. they just like, put the mask on him. Put the slave mask on him. We used to use slave masks back in the day. I mean, you can literally count the musicians on one hand that have stood up even mildly to what's been happening over the last two years. Like Eric Clapton was one. Yeah. I mean, that says something, doesn't it? When you've got to go to Clapton for your, for your rock and roll rebel yell against the system. If you said someone, oh, a rock and roll band's finally stood up against the COVID tyranny. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank God. Break Against the Machine. Uh, no, no. System of a Down. No. Eric Clapton. Oh, what that guy. Cancel the mosh pit. <laughs> no, I mean you're just not expecting it to come from Clapton. Well, but like I said, it's come from a handful of people, and that's it. So you're counting them on right. one hand. You're like Clapton counts.
1: Maybe these are the true rebels. You still want... These are the true rebels we talked about. Not the ones like Rage Against the Machine has sold this message about... They're the... They are anarchists, they stand for free speech. You know, all the stuff about political figures being imprisoned. But then they, like, do a gig supporting vaccines and stuff. And you're like, what the fuck? This is quite counter to the message you sold me growing up in your music. You know, this is not the Rage Against the Machine... You know, know your enemy, I sort of thought, that you stood for... (laughs) You know, bullet in the... Know your enemy? I mean, do you actually know your enemy? Yeah, I mean, bullet in the head? Uh, You guys have clearly got the bullet in the head. Bullet in your head, but a vaccine in your arm? They say jump, and they say how high. (laughs) No, it's true. There's people, like you said, that it's a handful. And Eric Clapton, we had to go to Eric Clapton. No offence to anyone who loves Eric Clapton. His music's great, but he's been around for a while. He's a little bit crusty. No offence, Eric. But I'm glad he has still got the fucking bollock... To be like, this is wrong. But it's like mad that it's coming from someone like Eric Clapton and
0: not a more relevant artist. But then it's not mad because you know that they just... Like Travis Scott's not going to put out a song like, fuck the system. (laughs) Like, it's not going to happen. They are slaves to the system. So there's been a few people. Eric Clapton's one. Ian Brown put up a lot of tweets calling COVID a scam. And he's put out a song as well that is definitely conspiracy theorist wet dream. Have you heard it? No. It's pretty out there. Global orders riding over borders. Get behind your doors for the new world order. Oh, he slipped it out like Biden. Dr. Evil and his needle, Bill Gates. Dr. Evil with a master plan, a forced vaccine, like a bad dream. They plant a microchip, every woman, child and man. They plan to chip us all to have complete control. The land, the sky, the soul.
1: Hmm. Ian Brown probably the only one person who's stood up and been outspoken during his time and he's I don't want to say he's not that relevant but do you know what I mean Ian Brown is the only one yeah right he's a little bit more relevant than Clapton but
0: not much more I mean you've had Noel Gallagher saying coronavirus is a load of bollocks (laughs) I mean it's a typical
1: racist quote (laughs) Stereotypical From the Gallagher brothers They probably say It's a load of bollocks to most things
0: I mean I think he said like There's too many Fucking liberties Been taken away From us now So it's like Alright That's something But Another person was Van Morrison He like put out this I think it was The name of his record As well as his single Where have all the rebels gone They're
1: right here Van They are right here There's two on this mic Right now So you
0: got like Van Morrison Asking that question
1: It's just crazy
0: like, you would expect it would be the young stars rallying. I mean, that's how it's been in the past. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's the, been the, the young whippersnappers that have yeah. been, like, causing a stir, like, fighting against depression or inequality yeah, or using their injustice. Pla-
1: Not the old funny, though. Yeah, yes. using their profiles and platforms for that use. Yeah.
0: Oh, no, they're just all gagged. Literally got the mask on. Oh,
1: COVID.
0: Unbelievable. Taking people like Van Morrison... To, like, shine a light on what's going on. And, like, you do think, like, where have all the rebels gone? Like you said. But it's a bit like Bill Hicks said, like, we always kill the guys that tried to help us and we let the demons run amok. John Lennon murdered. John Kennedy murdered. Martin Luther King murdered. Gandhi murdered. Jesus murdered. Ronald Reagan wounded. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like we always kill them people. Like, someone like Lennon that you know not for a second would have gone along with this. Yeah. And, and, and he would have stood behind what we were saying earlier. You know, every individual's sovereignty over their own body is important and this is something that we should fight for. And yeah. He would have been on the side of humanity. But all these people have just been killed. Anyone that's like a John Lennon
1: or a Bob Marley or whatever, they just get cut away. They're always robbed of their lives early. What is the message they preach the system's got one over you and you should try to overthrow the system no matter how hard that may seem or at least try to make a difference.
0: And then like celebrities that do speak out now like say like someone like John Lydon or Morrissey they might say well I'm in favor of Brexit or I don't think Trump is all that bad or maybe in the case of Covid I think it's over exaggerated and people are earning money from this or something you know something pretty tame really. But they get branded as far right and lunatics and all the rest of it. So you can see why they don't speak out no. because they're just completely assassinated character wise. You know they don't need to take them out with a bullet; they can just assassinate their character. I do feel like there's been a bit of a reckoning going on for a lot of years. Like we spoke about this, like roast show, like roast of. Justin Bieber, oh God, let's not go there again. <laughs> but the roast of all these celebrities, you've got shows like in the UK, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, where they're making like celebrities, I mean, I know they're like Z-listers now, but they're making them eat bugs. Yeah. Through these torturous trials, like
1: like Bush took a challenge, go on, eat the bugs eat the bugs and what for public approval as well to see how brave and strong they are and they actually have to do it to win meal for their kids it's just a humiliation ritual I mean (laughs) it's the sort of thing that we used to watch
0: a similar clip from Japan like it would be like a Japanese game show oh my god and they're making these people eat live squids I mean they kind of do that anyway but making them eat insects or something torturous and be like, oh, God, what? This is entertainment for them. Even stuff like Takeshi's Castle was like, oh, God, these people are actually getting smacked off these platforms and hurting themselves and stuff. This is bad. Like, we kind of looked at it from a sort of tourist perspective, like, well, this would never be our entertainment, watching people eat live animals. This is grotesque. But then suddenly, give it a few years, and that has become our entertainment. And we're watching celebrities eat bugs. And it's very sort of like 120 days of Sodom. And then like kind of weird that Klaus Schwab has spoken about this on the World Economic Forum. To the point where it's become like a bit of a meme. Like you'll see pictures of Klaus Schwab and it will say, I want you to eat some bugs. Because he's spoken about, oh, in the future, a bit like Bill Gates. Oh, we won't eat meat that often. It will just be a treat. Well, he's going to step further and saying, oh, we will eat insect burgers and people eat bugs. He's just like, what the
1: hell? Well, no, lot. Is of, that where this ends up? I know a lot of bugs contain protein. You know, they're part of protein, but I can't say I'm going to be eating a fly burger in the future.
0: I mean, it might be. I don't know.
1: It's just one-on-one humiliation and just
0: complete demoralisation that like we're going to make you eat bugs. Like there was this thing that I saw Richard Willett talked about it. It was like this clip of Bill Gates a few years ago where he was drinking water that was from like faecal matter.
1: Yeah, yeah. it
0: was like poo but he was like oh look it's water it's sort of like that's their vision for the future like you're going to drink shit and eat bugs and I remember this lady that had escaped the horrors of North Korea being interviewed by Jordan Peterson and she was saying how they had to eat insects to survive you just kind of think is that where this ends up because North Korea is like the absolute end of this tyrannical, fascistic, you know, Orwellian-style takeover. It's like people starving to death, eating bugs to survive. And then they're constantly prepping us to, like, eat bugs. Like, even on the show, it's like, get them to
1: eat the bugs. Go on, eat the bugs. <laughs> Fucking get them in ya. you. Know, you know the funny thing about that whole Gates drinking the water made from the poo? Let's not call it fecal matter. Let's just call it what it is. Shit. Water that's made Shitty from shit. water. water. Um, it reminded me of Waterworld when Kevin Costner pisses into the machine. Oh, yeah. You know what? I love a man who takes a piss out of himself and puts it <laughs> back in.
0: Knowing Bill Gates, it was like, get me a fresh water. It wasn't even real. A bit like when Obama drank the water at Flint, Michigan. Yeah. And yeah, it was all like fake. Yeah. Because the drinking water was actually like
1: filthy. It was, it was like brown. Well, yeah. It was, it, I mean, they poured yeah. it out of a tap and he said, look, this water in Flint's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, right. And it was a. It was a glass of like Evian.
0: Such a like Mr. Burns move. Yeah. You know, like when he goes around the Simpsons to eat the three-eyed fish. Yeah. He's like, there's nothing wrong with this. <laughs> and then he spits it across the table. <laughs> Wish that had happened to Obama. But yeah, we're just sick of celebrities lecturing us about things like morality, when we know that they're friends with the likes of Epstein, and how all of that is really still up in the air, and looks like it may never come out, but that doesn't
1: mean that we should ever make it go away. Well, let's not forget that Prince Andrew paid that young woman off twelve million out of course settlement. Yeah, right. And before he said that he didn't know her.
0: Oh, okay. So you're going to pay someone you didn't know twelve million that you didn't have sex with. Right. Who did you write the check to? <laughs> that girl that you said that I know that I don't know, but I want to give her some money because you know I don't know her, but
1: she seems like a nice girl that I should know. Does that mean out there somewhere? It's a £12 million blank cheque just waiting for someone to put their fucking name on it. Yeah, we're
0: sick of them. We're sick of them. Them celebrities lecturing us about things like inequality. You know what I mean? When they're so privileged and they've got so much money, but they're jumping on all these causes. Kind of reminds me of when Cat Williams was sending up Michael Jackson saying like, Oh, God, do you remember when Michael Jackson was climbing trees? People just need to take time out and just climb trees. And he's like, i got bills to pay. Like, you kind of feel like that. Like, are you being serious? Like, you're living in a dream world. Like, you're so disconnected to what real people are going through. And I don't think that was ever more obvious than during the pandemic, where these celebrities were pushing this idea of it being a great equaliser when it's anything but. And also them pushing these causes onto us, like things like climate change, Mm. human-caused climate change that we know is a load of bollocks. And you've got people like Leonardo DiCaprio pushing human-caused climate change as hard as Greta Thunberg. The roasting of Greta Thunberg. No, I wouldn't want to see that.
1: (laughs) How dare you!
0: (laughs) No, but it's so hypocritical of someone like Leonardo DiCaprio. After he's given his speech, then he's getting on a private jet. Yeah. Or he's sailing in one of these mega yachts. I mean, these people's carbon footprints are going to be off the scale. Yeah, they tell you to scale yours down there. It's just so hard to stomach. And obviously, before the whole Weinstein and Epstein scandal, there was a lot of celebrities that had come out as well. Not come out of the closet, mm. but yeah. been exposed as being abusers, rapists, yeah. child molesters. You know, you had people like Gary Glitter, people like Savile, Jimmy Savile mm. in the UK, Bill Cosby. I mean, I this know. was a guy that was on the Cosby show. He was like in everyone's like childhood. And some people's childhood more oh. so
1: than others. Too I'm, much. I'm sure people will remember him very fondly or remember him fondling them. Fondly. Mm. Not so fondly,
0: and with the Cosby thing, it was like in with the jello, he's putting these date rape drugs, would you call them like in the jello? In the jello, You would you like some jelly and ice cream? It's so comic book evil, that's the reality. They think they're getting a treat, it's got um, like some Hansel and Gretel shit. Oh, yeah, it's macabre, pure evil. And like, yeah, you have people like Bill Cosby, Rolf Harris, he was like the same deal, a childhood presenter.
1: Great artists, Yeah,
0: doing his art. Like, can you tell what it is yet?
1: Well, I don't think I want to now. Looks like a
0: penis, Ralph. <laughs> it looks an awful lot like child abuse. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now you can tell what it is.
1: <laughs> woo, woo,
0: fucking get me out of here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, a celebrity, get me out of here. Oh, man, I've been showing him pictures of like, not that, not that on my laptop. Something else came <laughs> up. Can you tell what it is yet? <laughs> right, the time's up. <gasps> the point is, is that... The list goes on. That's before the age we're in now. The, yes. the celebrities of old. I mean, oh. There was all this
0: stuff that got exposed about R. Kelly. You, of course, had the... the Chamber my... of Secrets. <laughs> <laughs> R. Kelly in the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, that's not Harry Potter. That's R. Kelly
1: in the Chamber of Secrets.
0: Well, it was actually called Surviving R. Kelly. Mm. And I thought to myself, bloody hell. I mean, you know that you're in for trouble if there's a documentary about it and the first word is surviving and then the next words are your name.
1: You normally have surviving, like, followed by things like Everest, K2, (laughs) a volcanic eruption. Not R. Kelly.
0: Yeah, I mean, you had the Michael Jackson one, like, Finding Neverland. I mean, if it was Surviving Neverland, it would be a full-on horror movie, Gorefest. But yeah, Surviving R. Kelly, it's like, the odds are stacked against you straight away. I did watch it. Yeah, I did as well, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, pretty disturbing. Yeah. yeah, pretty disturbing yeah. I liked it so much. Yeah, that, once again, I mean, this is a guy who was an R&B singer who we always knew there was something a bit weird about him, especially the whole relationship with the leader, the underage yeah. relationship. But the point is that... And bearing in mind, he made her put
0: out that age ain't nothing but a number song. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What's the hidden
1: message there? That there's a guy having underage sex with me? Yes, it is. <laughs> but what, are we going to be all right with that? Since so the point... Yeah. That we, it's like known in Hollywood. All warning <laughs> sides were there. Well, they, they all know it. And it's almost put so blatantly in front of us. And what, we're not meant to
0: get it? So then you've had, like, these recent claims against Marilyn Manson. And then you have the Johnny Depp claims, which turned out to be false. Actually, he was the abused. And his wife had made up these abuse claims to abuse him further. I mean, these people are messed up. Oh, yeah. You can't get any lower than these people. So the idea of this Oscars stunt being a complete hoax isn't that far out of the question, because these people are shameless. Yeah. They would do anything for ratings, for likes, for clicks, for an Oscar. They are self-obsessed, grandiose, narcissists, sociopaths, and some of them even psychopaths. Borderline
1: psychopaths as well, yeah. yeah.
0: Now you also had people like Ellen, like the Ellen Degeneres show. Like, that come to an end. But then it turned out that that was because of sexual misconduct and a toxic workplace. There was a, a range of workplace allegations from different employees and it included sexual misconduct, racism, intimidation. So you've got someone like Ellen, that her catchphrase was like, be kind.
1: It's
0: like... <laughs> and, and then it turns out that Ellen, the one that says, be kind... She's like bullying is, that staff yeah. on her show, the production team. She's like a complete tyrant. <laughs> It's like there's been so many cases throughout all these years where our illusions have just been shattered. Oh, this beloved child presenter. Oh, he's a paedophile. This one, he's a date rapist. Oh, this person that what? says "be kind" is their really catchphrase. Like n- They're actually a comp-
1: sociopath or something. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, this guy Will Smith that made an award speech years and years ago about not even needing to cuss in his raps to sell records is suddenly smacking someone round the face. And then minutes later, getting a standing ovation. Okay. We, we, we brought up the Eminem lyric. Will Smith don't need to cuss in his raps to sell records. Well, I do. So fuck him and fuck you too. <laughs> I mean, people forget that. Like, Will Will Smith was Mr. Squeaky Clean. Well, you've always got to be careful with the squeaky clean ones.
1: They're the ones that you've really got to watch out for. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because why are they? Everyone's got a little summon summon. in. Yeah. It's like
0: Cliff Richard. He's too squeaky clean for me. Like, yeah. how has Cliff not gone down yet? I really thought Cliff was going to be next, where it was like Jimmy Savile, Rolf Harris. I was like, come on, Cliff,
1: another sir. Mm. Maybe
0: Cliff's too too powerful.
1: <laughs> Maybe. Maybe he's too close to the Queen. <laughs> How friendly is he with Prince Andrew? Let's check that out. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but quite a few celebrities feel like they are breaking out the Matrix. Like We spoke about Jim Carrey earlier. I feel like he, he's had a bit of a breakthrough where he's realised that it's all bullshit.
1: Yeah, I mean, Russell Brand himself has left the Hollywood scene. Yeah, you know.
0: and he, and he's now, I know a lot of people say, oh, he's controlled opposition and stuff. I don't think so, and he's waking a lot of people up, so what difference would it make, make even it if he was? Yeah. But Kanye West is another person. He's sort of a bit like Michael Jackson floats between being completely controlled by the system and actually dropping a lot of truth, but someone like Kanye, to me, feels like he's constantly wrestling with this idea of, like, having a complete break out of the Matrix or... Being dependent
1: on the system and still serves him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And even Elon Musk, to a certain degree, because Elon Musk has been tweeting about stuff recently, saying, I don't think this is a good idea, and stuff about COVID. And you're like, is he desperately trying to break out of the Matrix? It's kind of weird. I mean, there's not a lot of hope in celebrities themselves, I've got to say. Mm. that I don't think that's where we should be putting our faith into at all. The same as I don't think our faith should be put in politicians or or Big Pharma, or the corporations, or the billionaires. None of these people are going to save us. It's, it's up to us to save ourselves. And we need to stop, you know, although we've been talking about this whole Will Smith and the Oscars thing, we're talking about it in a broader context, which is the death of celebrity. And we don't think that this kind of stuff deserves our attention. That's, no. that's why we don't do every episode about salacious gossip and what's going on in
1: the I mean, world of celebrity, because it's not important compared to other stuff And if that's know, happening. If you look at how much time all the news outlets talking about this sort of crud, then you know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, so while this is going on,
0: everyone's not talking about Hunter Biden's laptop, which if you remember, back during when Trump was running for office, mm-hmm. was something that was considered a crazy conspiracy theory. Well, that's now turned out that that laptop, laptop from hell. Yeah, as they call Trump it. Trump was, was calling it, was real, and that... Russia's assertion that President Biden's son Hunter was financing biological labs in Ukraine was based in truth, according to the emails on the laptop. There was a trove of emails on the infamous laptop from hell found that not only did Hunter play a role in helping a California defence contractor analyse killer diseases and bioweapons in Ukraine, they knew about this before. There you go. Can you imagine if this had come out at that time? And also... Ukraine. This is linked to the bio labs and the bioweapons in Ukraine. Really? This is big news, but everyone's talking about Will Smith at the Oscars. And as well as that, the Biden administration has just proposed the largest tax hike in history, as well as the highest military budget of all time, while setting record gas prices just two weeks ago. And the gas now is officially higher than the gas price in I Am Legend during the apocalypse. Wow. Someone has taken a screen grab of the gas prices in that movie. Oh, shit. And the prices in the US at the moment are higher than that.
1: US, I mean, they're lucky. I mean, I know we've got a lot of listeners from all across the world and we're always grateful to our droves of fans from all different countries, but I'm sorry, you guys don't drive in the UK and the cost of fuel over here at the moment is fucking ridiculous. Americans, you've got it lucky, partners. The cost of petrol in the UK and diesel, for that matter of fact, is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. We're like post-post-apocalyptic. We're in Mad Max. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're with we're, we're Fury Road all the way. Or more like, this is Welcome to the Thunderdome. Yeah, obviously, we're still
0: dealing with the pandemic and trying to make sense of that whole mess of the last two years. There's so many other things to be talking about. But this is just a distraction. And you wonder whether these celebrities involved are just short-sighted or if they're greedy or if they're pushing an agenda that they think is for the greater good or whether they just don't care. But you get the feeling that a lot of them are either compromised or just assuming that they will have some kind of a seat at the table at the end of all of this. Like yeah. Maybe they think it will be a Hunger Games outcome where they will be in the Citadel and the rest of us will be living in poverty. Or well, so they've been promised anyway. But <laughs> if it doesn't go that way, well, You'll be right. we really are going to see the death of celebrity.
1: You'll be riding a boat with us and we'll be throwing you out
0: the boat. Yeah, and it won't be like Titanic where you'll have a little raft where you can kick Leo off. he would be the first one to go. But I feel like people are starting to see celebrities for who they really are. Greedy, self-obsessed hypocrites, narcissists and sociopaths that don't deserve our attention, energy or adulation. These are our false idols, essentially. And, and I feel like the veil has been lifted for a lot of people. So, to end it with some lyrics from Van Morrison. Legend. (laughs) And his latest single, aimed at the celebs out there that have kept their mouth shut, and especially the so-called rock and rollers. Yeah,
1: this this is aimed at you, Dave Grohl.
0: Yeah, the rebels, the ones that were supposed to stand up for something and have let us all down. Where have all the rebels gone, hiding behind computer screens? Where's the spirit, where's the soul? Where have all the rebels gone? Why don't they come out of the woodwork now? One for the money, two for the show. It's not very rock and roll. Where have all the rebels gone? Waiting for someone else to make a move. Why are they sitting on the fence? Well, it's some kind of pretense. They're not saying much at all. Where have all the rebels gone? Were they really all that tough or was it just a PR stunt? One for the money, two for the show. Where have all the rebels gone? Where indeed. you enjoyed that episode of the schism we've got plenty more episodes on the way in the meantime follow us on our instagram at schism.tv and keep watching the skies